Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. We are back, bashing the brain after the brain finally woke up today. Good morning. Good morning. I think next year, bashing the brain should be nominated. Well, hey, congratulations are in order. Matt Scouts, outlet of the year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm honored by it, for real. Like, this is the most. Um, so we're talking about National Wrestling Media Association Awards. I won one. I won one before for something else. I won a couple awards, but this one, um, number one, it's outlet of the year, right? So it's it's source. It's 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 a source. It's a whole thing. It's not just like my writing or something. It's it's saying that Matt Scouts is an awesome resource. Number one, and that's that's a big thing to me because I went out on my own and tried to do something to establish something from scratch and. Uh, that at least people, you know, some people recognize it as um, the site of the year is very encouraging to me and rewarding to me. And um, also this year, there was more voters. The, the voter turnout from the National Wrestling Media Association members was the highest ever. So it wasn't like seven dudes picked somebody, right? There was a wow. significant number of people. Wow. Well, what? Some of the awards are conspicuous. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the word. Let me, let me, let me, let me look up the word conspicuous. Dubious, St- standing out as to be clearly visible. I don't know if that's the right word, but I agree with some of the ones. Others seem like they were a bit of. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I was getting texts all morning about it. Um, congratulations, but. <laughs> Dirty, Dirty politics. politics. Dirty politics. That's uh, Jameson Felters. I had somebody text me saying, hey, I thought you were going to win podcast of the year. And I said, I never thought I would win it. And they said, but I got to be honest, who's the guy who won? And I said, in all honesty, I've never heard of them. I'm like, but it's great. We need more podcasts covering 
you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with NCAA. It's like podcasts are the future. The more people we can get podcasting, the more people we can put a spin on wrestling and their Especially, spin. Um, you know, to me, there's, I don't know, there's probably 10 pretty, I mean, there's a number of significant good D1 podcasts. I think it's important for there to be D3, D2 content. Um, and, and, you know, people have been texting me all morning, like, congratulations, but what about this category? What about that category? And, um, there's been people saying, well, Jason Bryant runs it and he picks whoever he wants. It's a vote guys. It's a vote. Jason Bryant's not hand picking these things. Okay. You know, and a lot of people don't want to believe that. Um, or a lot of people just want to put blame on Jason. It's a vote. And, you can, can you could criticize the winners and and you could criticize the voters, but don't criticize Jason Bryant. That's just stupid. Um, I, I myself has never I, I have never listened to the D three podcast. If you're telling me that the I find it hard to believe that the voters listen to more slash like the D three podcast more than FRL. The first word, FRL, this show. The first word, Bash of Mania. Um, that, that seems hard to believe, but I don't know. Um, one of two things. Either they're being a little disingenuous. Maybe they maybe they want to give some D3 love. Maybe that's it. It's probably – listen, Flo has never won an award, right? So that – Martin won one for something. I Bader might have done something, but when I was there, I never won for anything. I won uh, for Writer of the Year for the Open Mat before I got there, and then I won um, a couple years after I left Flow, and then I won this now. But um, the fact that Flow never won for anything, I think, tells you something. It tells you the voters. It tells you the voters don't like flow. They ain't vote for flow for anything. Yeah, you're not going to do it. And that's why I use the dirty politics, the classic Felters uh, video, because it does seem like it, you can give love to a D3 podcast. And I'm, you know, again, I'm an advocate of getting as many podcasts out there as possible. I do find yep. it hard to believe that people genuinely voted for a podcast that had less than 20 episodes all year. Over. Well, hey. That's a good point. Now, we talked about this when the nominations came out. We talked about this and um, on the air, on, on the show. And I said, I'm not sure that I'll get serious contention for that because I don't know if I do it regularly enough. Right. And so I was even like, you know, maybe I don't deserve it. I did more. I did more than 19. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not consistent either, but I, you know, I think I still had at least like 40 shows last year or so. So, you know, it is what it is. I, 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 I was chuckling. Like for people who think we're being serious, like we both want as many people covering the sport as possible. We want as many collaborations as possible. Yeah. But I was having some being, fun this I'm morning. I'm not being critical. I'm not being. I'm not poo-pooing anything. What I'm talking about is the the. the um the realization that the realities of how the voting goes and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm congratulatory to D3. I, I hope more lower level um, wrestling content creators get 
recognized. I'm just talking a little bit about what may be going on with the voting. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, you have whether you like flow or not. I know there's it's a very divided group, but still, you do have to give your hats off to any podcast in wrestling that goes a thousand episodes. Like well, that's, a thousand episodes, it's probably it's definitely um, the most watched podcast in wrestling. I was going to say it's probably the most watched. I don't, I don't watch it religiously. I, I check in from time to time. Um, I, gen, I like. I think they do a great job. Um, People love consistency, and they've been very consistent. Yeah, since and COVID. they have consistency for sure. Um, they have pretty good production. So, um, yeah. But that's it was the nominated, there. It was nominated, right? It was nominated. So yep. anybody that's saying like Jason Bryant's gatekeeping anything, it, he it was nominated. He put it out there for the people to vote for, and they did vote. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying don't blame Jason. I think the issue lies more with people voting against people than voting for people. That's that's my well, hunch. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. I do like Shannon Scoville. Um, hope I'm pronouncing her name right as the journalist of the year. I think she has done an incredible job for NCAA.com. Incredible job. Very well. Very well deserved. You know, with the flow thing, you you can't run around. (laughs) You can't run around burning bridges and stabbing people in the back and and making enemies. And then you go, oh, nobody votes for me. I mean, it's not a shock. What are you doing? Listen, at least I know people aren't going to vote for me. I know it. It's it is what it is. I have fun doing this show, and I've said it on so many shows where I've had a wrestler on, and we're just talking for an hour, two hours, and I've texted them after, and I've said, even if nobody watched this episode, the fact that we got to have that conversation for an hour or two, I would do it ten times over. It's it's so fun to do that. Right. I mean. We don't By the way, it. how's my mic sound today? Mic sound a little better? Your mic sounds great. Your <laughs> mic sounds great. Also, uh, I'm about, what am I? I'm seven hours late. I set my alarm for 3 a.m. And, and and I tried to power through. And then like like midnight, one o'clock, I feel like I'm fading. I'm like, this is this is problems. We're going to run into problems. I'm going to set my alarm in case I doze off. And I dozed off and didn't even hear the alarm. Yeah, I did have some fun. I was reading through the Willie files. Which this this still might like get released at some point because just the the it's twenty pages of largely no context. Just no. I use my notes app on my phone. You use Google Docs, and but there's a lot of things on here that just randomly. I'll name a couple of tidbits, random lines that you see in this document. Don Ron in the history of the cement job. Just a random line, no context, no nothing. Ideas for content. Um, there was one coaches of the future. Hidley's at Bloom. There, Whoa! Is that cut? <laughs> okay, we'll cut that. That's not gonna. <laughs> that's not gonna make the air. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. You can you can leave it in there. Um, he here. I had a friend ask me if I could find him Ohio State Cornell tickets. No context, no, no year, context. no nothing. Um, here's one. Here's one of my favorite lines. What's your opinion? You need to say something. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like this doc has been going on for years, and there's stuff in there that usually I only use the stuff at the top. 
but also down below there's all these notes for content and reminders to do stuff there's a lot of great this gave me a lot of great ideas for shows we could do like there's definitely some some fun stuff here's one tell tell me what this means what that being said i'll take penn state by pin uh that's that's jason nolf (laughs) that's right that video i know what they are i know what that i know what that is that's from recently those are ideas for t-shirts for ncaa's oh i like that that makes sense you big puss black and gold (laughs) imagine if you put um on the front of a shirt that being said and on the back of the shirt penn state by fall i like that yeah i'm gonna text nolf about that we should do that um cry about it purple and yellow you big puss black and gold these are great these gotta get printed right just like print like 20 of them throw them out at NCAA. oh wrestling media credentials since you have this written down yeah um i can't say who it is i told him i wouldn't say it there i'll tell you offline there is a big outlet not barstool but think barstool as far as you know Big audience, not yeah. traditional media. And they said they wanted to come cover the NCAA tournament this year and create content nonstop. Mm-hmm. NCAA denied them and said, yeah. nope, sorry, you're not traditional media. Crazy. Stupid. I Stupid. And, and, I'm, and I've heard a couple more stories come out like that where people are DMing me like, yeah, hey, we applied, got denied. We applied, got denied. Yeah. And I tell you, like uh... – <laughs> It's really stupid. If you, it's it's hard to, you have to explain it to people. Like when, when you put out or Jason Bryan puts out that, you know, Jason Bryan got denied for, or, or Tony Hager got denied for Minnesota. And like you got denied for NCAs and no podcasts. It's like, um, I don't think people understand the gravity. They don't understand what goes into it. And like, oh, you're you're whining. You didn't get in. Um, do you, if you would ever go on press row and see who's who gets credentialed, I mean, there's people, there's people that they just got out of the nursing home. They get out of the nursing home for the weekend. They don't know who Andrew Alirez is. They never heard of neutral danger. They, they, they sit there for three days, do no content and read the free program that they were given by the credential. Um, there's just, there's a lot of dead weight there. There's a lot of not great people there. They they don't, they don't vet. They don't give it to them needle movers i mean their their objective their process does not say oh, how much of a impact does this have mm-hmm. i i don't know i mean it's 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 stupid for a a branch to approve and deny media requests when they don't know the applicants yeah and they don't and know they also I, I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, but it also has a lot to do with what you're doing throughout the year and being there is often important to just maintain relationships and talk to well, people. Somebody, and somebody also said to me like, uh, well, Bass just does a podcast. What does he really need um, a credential for? Listen, it, your, your podcast 
there's about I don't know there's about ten six maybe needle moving podcasts that are well informed and and uh, people listen to. Part of part of being well informed is being on the ground floor, talking to people, mm-hmm. rubbing elbows, getting some perspective, getting some content, uh, context. Uh, so don't miss me with that stuff. I mean, yeah, it's also where you, you meet can people. Say, and... You can say, well, Bash only does a podcast, so what does he need a credential for? Uh, well, what do what do ninety percent of those people that are credentialed? What do they need a credential for? Yeah, there's very few people there. They're, they're doing results. They could do that from their house. And, and there's very few people because of the limitations on who can actually even put out content. Like you can't put out content of the actual wrestling. So nope. you can you can be somebody like Zeb who gets a lot of video of interviews after the matches, you know, in the tunnel. But there's only a finite number of people who are doing that. You know, the rest yeah. of it, it's a lot of like people you want there that are throughout the year marketing the sport, growing the sport. And it's a good place to to build on connections and line podcast episodes well, you up. To, and... You want me to piss a lot of people off right now? Um, the SIDs, they've, they started putting like a lot of the SIDs on the floor. For what? I noticed that back in Detroit. For what? They can be, they can be in the tunnels. They can work back in the media center. And at any time, they can go up and say, uh, you know, they, they can get their guys. The guys know who they are. If they need to talk to somebody, they can go get them. Mm-hmm. They don't need, they're not writing stories on uh, the tournament, right? Yeah. It's, just, it's just ridiculous. That and here, I, so I just pissed off all the SIDs. Here's another one. There are four gazillion, bazillion, trazillion photographers. It's like, what? Like, half these guys, like, take their pictures and, like, save them on their album, and they go nowhere. (laughs) What what, what are we doing? There are a lot, 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 lot more photographers than used to go. And the, the... The funny thing is I was just talking to one of my clients about this and trying to get the value because they were debating hiring a photographer to go there and capture footage of NIL athletes. And it's like, well, you can't use any footage of them in a singlet. You can't show the school logo on any of your business promotional materials. So you got to hope you catch them wearing an off-brand T-shirt in the back or you can't really monetize that footage. You know, so it's like... It's one of those things where it's very hard, you know, as you're getting more and more photographers there, mostly I feel like they're being affiliated with the school, but yeah. So anyways, that's the update on the media credentials as I'm hearing it. And it's not a big deal. I I think, you know, I just, for the, for the future of the sport, I do wish they were letting, I think it's all the podcast. It's, it's that Flow Wrestling is a website well, and know, a podcast. It's like they're a streaming service. They're not streaming the event. You're still going to have a lot of Flow guys there, as they should be. They cover the event. But if you go, yeah. oh, Flow Wrestling isn't traditional media, it doesn't matter. They move the needle. They have the biggest audience in wrestling. Yeah, right. 
right? I mean, you could say the same thing about flow, and people do. <clears throat> oh, why's flow get six press passes? Uh, uh, they can't do any, they can't fill matches, and they can't do this, and they can't do that. Um, who puts in more work as a team all season long than flow? Right. I mean, stop. They, they, they get six guys. They should get six guys. Yeah. No, I'm all for that. Um, um do you want to talk Big Ten seeds? You have that on this note, but I don't know if that's a. Um... I, I just I did Big Ten seeds. I did I did a whole show discussing them, um, and rationalizing them, and um, I think they're pretty darn close, guys. Especially, I don't know. There's probably six weights that I'm going to tell you. They're probably spot on, even though there's some things that look really weird. Um, so I don't know. I did a whole show on it. You might want to go watch that if you're, I mean, I, is there anything cooler at this juncture than projecting big 10 seeds? It's the premier conference. It's got so much weight to it. Um, and it's, and the conference dual season is over. So, um, it's a good time for that. I just put it, I don't know if you want to discuss anything with it. If you looked at it, I don't even know if you looked at it, but, I re- um, I read through it, the projections uh, um, mm-hmm. I, I watched most of the video. I, I thought it all made, made sense. The only way how, I... how mad are you that I projected Nagal as a nine? Um, not mad at all. I think it's a, I think the way you explain the seeds this year and where they're putting weight on different things. Nagal has also had an off year with, you know, being a little banged up, being sick here and there. So he hasn't had that full kind of year where it's like, yeah, that, that's kind of what happens. Um, but there wasn't that many surprises. I thought you made a good explanation at the beginning. Because when I first saw it, the first weight I looked at was I jumped to 141 to see if you had it, how we set it on the podcast. And I think the only the only difference was you had Mendez 2, Real 3. I think I might have said Real 2, Mendez 3 or something, but. Well, I did that only because. Well, it's not that I, I did it. It's it's that going by the procedures that they're supposed to follow. Real has two losses, and Mendez has one. Yeah, but yeah, you know, definitely. Nigel, Nigel, and and what I explained was that the Big Ten sort of operates in their own universe within intra-conference opponents and. Nagal for being as good as he is, and he's really good. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of wins. So when you're looking at it, a, a lot of times, if there is a circumstance where you don't have a lot of good conference wins, um, you might supplement that with good out-of-conference wins. Uh, for instance, like if Peyton Rob's not – his ledger is not great in conference, but he has a CKLV title with a win over Jacory, so that helps him a little bit. Nagal doesn't have that. Well, and Nigal, three of three of the four loss, three of the four losses Nagal has had is in the Big Ten. He lost to Shaver, he <clears throat> lost to Buzakis, and he lost to Ragason. And there's a couple other duels, like the Nebraska duel, where he was sick, so he didn't compete. So. Right. He had three out of his four losses in the conference, and well, a couple of losses. yeah. In so... conference, the other loss was to Crookham. He has two in conference wins, both of 
which are over Andrew Hampton of Michigan State, who is four and nineteen, and his best out of conference win would be maybe Colin Schriever or maybe Gabe Wisenhunt. Uh, and Schriever may or may not be the entry. So, um, yeah, it's things like it's it's interesting to look at, even if you're you know even if you're a guy that don't aren't high on seeds, like whatever, they'll figure it out. They're going to wrestle. Um, yeah. To dig into those sort of nuances, it, it might be interesting. Well, that's why when I, when you gave the, you gave a pretty elongated explanation in the beginning. So by the time you said Nigao nine, this, that it makes sense guys. Three hours for losses in the big tens, all the top 10 guys, you know, so, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, hey, you got any, uh, any updates, any notes from Pan Am so far? It's been mostly, I mean, the freestylers haven't started yet, but. Yeah, uh, one note. Well, is, yeah. It's what we said last. Start? Tomorrow. The men start tomorrow. Tomorrow, um, tomorrow will and be. The fact is not much. Nah. To, so, uh, initially, Roman Bravo Young was going to go. That's what I was saying last week. I didn't want to put it on the air. Roman likes to just keep things close close to home. Um, yeah. So he decided not to go to both. Him and his coaches just decided too much wear and tear in the body, not really needed. If he, if you are going to qualify the weight and you go to the Pan Am Championships, you do get some seeding points. So the play would have been go to the Pan Am Championships, increase your seed, which will help you next week qualify the weight. Um, but they just decided it wasn't worth it. But tomorrow, I believe it's Soriano at 61, Dake at 74, and Marsteller at 86 going. And Saturday, the rest of men's freestyle. Um, today and tomorrow, the women's freestyle. But yeah, that's so Friday and Saturday, men's freestyle starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, semis at 3, finals at 6. You can watch it on flow. And then if Soriano and Pantelio win gold, they qualify for the Olympic Games or the, the Olympic trials. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised that RBY isn't going. I was more surprised that he was signed up for both. I mean, to me, that seems like a death march. Like, you're a 133-pounder. You're not enormous, but you're going to – is it the best plan to make weight back to back before a qualifier? Uh, I don't think so. It's not right. You're staying down for quite a long time. Uh, so to me, it was the logical thing. And also, I don't know. People were asking why Soriano and Penn tell you at those weights, if they can qualify for the Olympic trials there. I'm honestly not sure. Um, you know, some guys are going to Dan Koloff, and Yasardo Gu, both of those tournaments are March 7th through the 10th. I know Jordan Burroughs is going to the Yasardo Gu, and I know others are, you know, going to some other tournaments. Those should all be announced soon. But, you know, I think these guys are really just trying to figure out their best schedule, which is why, you know, again, I don't know what the process was for Soriano and Pantelio to get those two spots because that seems like a pretty easy way to qualify for the Olympic trials, all things considered, if you don't, if you can compete at your natural weight and then only have to cut down for the trials, 
versus having to cut down to your weight to go to last chance. Yeah. No, I, I'm okay with it. it. It seems like an easy, it seems like an easy way to qualify, and some people might take issue with that. But the fact of the matter is, you, it guarantees you nothing except a spot at the table. Uh, yeah. You still have to make scratch weight for the trials. You still have to win. You still have to, you know, qualify the weight at certain weights. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think there's any unfairness about it. No. And these guys also, I, I, you got to think that these guys competing at their, their normal weights with the world championships coming up for the non-Olympic weights, you know, yeah. you can get yeah. more juice for the, those too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, if they so, yeah. don't make the team or they don't qualify for the trials, they can make the team at their at the weight they're wrestling now. But it's pretty cool that we're going to have three straight weeks of senior level wrestling. It's it's awesome. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think lack in world wrestling is um, a regular schedule. It's, it's really hard to maintain uh, – any sort of continuity, build storylines, keep people engaged when the, the the schedule is helter-skelter, there's no consistency. And so, I, you know, when you get a few weeks in a row where there's news and action and results, it's a great thing. Yeah. So, and it sounds like McFadden, uh, the PRTC announced that McFadden, Doug Zapp, and Mike Boykin are all going to the last chance qualifier April 7th. So I'm glad to see that McFadden's healed up. He had that injury that he tried wrestling yeah. through. Um, so good to see he's back. Yes, sir. Okay, you want to talk some college wrestling? Yeah, you know, we get so wrapped up a lot of times in, um, in recapping what just happened and in large part, the Big Ten dual season, well, the Big Ten dual season is over, but I didn't realize how many great duels are this weekend. I, you know, I knew Okie State, Iowa, okay, but there is a lot of good ones. There's much more than that. Virginia Tech, NC State, Missouri has two, Northern Iowa and Iowa State, Nebraska. Now, Arizona State has Nebraska and uh Hey, you Lehigh. want a fun fact for the Arizona State? duels yeah. yeah there's a chance we see caleb larkin at one of those larkin really? versus love it would be fun i uh i don't think that's gonna happen i i'm told that caleb larkin's getting really big i heard there's a chance he could be wrestling one of the two duels this weekend i i hope so i hope so now maybe yeah maybe he wrestles uh 49 maybe he wrestles 49 but uh I heard he's getting really big. They're going to have an uh, Arizona State's going to have an issue next year, in that. Well, Parko's back, Teamer's back, and then they got Larkin, who's an absolute terror. So Larkin's going to end up going fifty-seven, and move, and Teamer's going to go sixty-five, or vice versa. Yeah, they got one of those good problems. Yeah. So, I, I bet you. I bet you. There's also moves up. some of these duels this weekend. Also, like even individually in some of the matchups, like which, by the way, Iowa State's doing an incredible job marketing some of these matches. They they put the 
um, younger Bastida versus Zach Elam. Something's got to give because they're both undefeated, like 20-0 and 17-0. I yeah. love that they're marketing How matches great. like that. Love that. Yeah. How great is it? And then, you know, you have the pound-for-pound pound DC versus O'Toole. Um, but, yeah, it's great to see undefeated versus undefeated at heavyweight, both in the Big 12. Uh, Big 12 heavyweight's awesome. Looking through. All right, so, yeah, so Friday night, big duel, Virginia Tech, NC State. Um, yep, Friday, Friday. The weekend starts off uh, 2 o'clock, Ryder, Cleveland State, Harvard, Brown, Chattanooga, Indiana, which is going to be some decent matches. But um, let's let's break down Virginia Tech at NC State. And the way the matchups go, Virginia Tech has a shot. <laughs> But it is it is going to be really, really tough because I don't really see a path for for six wins. Uh, I have it eight to two on paper um, for NC State. And now Virginia Tech can certainly take like three more of those. I'm they seven get- three. I saw your picks. I only disagree with one. So I, I think they could get to five, uh, six, six is like everything going right for them, but the margins are small. Tech could do it, but the margins are really small. The, the safe money is on NC State. Let's go through it. Cooper Flynn, Jacob Camacho at 125. Who are you going with there? I know you love Camacho. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding that Camacho train. You know, I've been picking him lately. Um, he got that 5-1 win over Brett Unger in the Cornell duel. Um, again, I, I said it with, with previewing that duel. There's, there's um, similarities between him and Peyton Rob's season where they drop four in a row in the middle of the season. But outside of that, they look very good. And yeah, I mean, I was super high on Camacho coming into the year. Like I thought he was I ain't gonna lie, I thought he was like an outside title contender. And now even if you disagree with that, I hope that you would say that he's like a podium threat. Then he went on a really bad run, and I have to think it was wait. A weight thing, and Camacho does hold uh, previous head-to-head over Flynn, so I'm taking Camacho as well. Yeah, but again, if you're if you go by <clears throat> what's their path and what does NC State need, Cooper Flynn is is the seven, and Jacob Camacho is ranked 16th. So right. you have you have some matchups on paper, and there's a couple more where Virginia Tech has, you know on paper the advantage but you know again Camacho I, I think gets the win here but well, you know it, to me Virginia Tech's path is the first three and I'm picking NC State at all three weights but they are all winnable Flynn can beat Camacho Latona can beat Oreen but I'm picking Oreen uh, Latona owns this all time series two to one Intermat, by the way, does have Cooper Flynn three now and Camacho the 14. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, 133, same story. Um, Latona, an underdog, but he can absolutely win. In fact, he he has a 2-1 lead in the all-time series. Um, and then Tom Crook, who's really salty, 
uh, against Ryan Jack, who we just saw having to come back against backup Josh Saunders. So can Crook win? Yeah, but I'm not picking him. So um, I got NC State sweeping the first three. What do you have at 33 and 41? The same. Kyle Arena, I was very disappointed. You know, I believe Dayton Fix was sick for that match or something, but it was very disappointing that I really wanted to see that one. Orene is – kid is just so exciting to watch. He's Here, a dog, man. I was He's excited for that Fix match, and then we didn't get it. Fix was sick. How about it? And then Orene comes out, throws the guy, and you're like, this is why we wanted Orene Fix because the kid is just so well, exciting. Think about it. They had duels with Oklahoma State and, and Cornell, and Orene didn't hit either Vito or Dayton. I know. Yeah, so I got the same. I got NC State sweeping the first three. Um, See, that's right. That, that's I think those are the correct picks, but they're all winnable for Virginia Tech. And frankly, for Virginia Tech to win the duel, I think they have to have all three. In 49, I feel like 49 is an awesome, awesome match. You have number two, yeah. Kayla Penson, with only one loss on the year, versus number three, Jackson Arrington, with only one loss on the year. So another credible match so when you get two versus three. Henson's only losses to Ridge and CKLV finals. Who's Arrington's loss? Uh, Dylan D'Amelio, 9-8 at the Cliff Keen. Okay. Okay, so, you know, here's one where... Who he then beat 5-3 in the duel. Here's one. And I I was... I'm a big Arrington fan, have been since high school. I thought that coming into the year... He could be one of the nation's most improved wrestlers. Um, and he's all the way up to number three in the country. Thing is, Caleb Henson's a different animal. Is like I think there's I think there's a couple tiers here in um at 149. I think Ridge is like one A. Maybe I think Ridge is probably 1A. I think Henson's probably 1B. I think Gomez is probably 1C. And then 2 includes guys like Arrington. And so is Jackson Arrington ready to take the leap into the next tier? And it's interesting because we could get this match again, very likely will, for the ACC right. finals. So. Um, so I got Henson here for – First time for Tech gets them on the board, so something like 9-3 uh, going to 157. And here's a big reason why uh, it's an uphill battle for New Tech because they're probably – Andonian's probably going to rest until ACC's. And so you probably have uh, Clayton Olray or Rafael Hippolito, a kid that, from the state of Virginia that I'm really high on, but he's a true freshman, and uh, NC State has – and Scott going, so I'll take Scott. Okay, so that makes sense. That was one of the ones I disagreed with you on. Because um, I honestly, I think Henson and Arrington is going to be a toss-up. I went Henson as well just because I have a hard time seeing NC State win four in a row against Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. So I went Henson, and then I was going to go Andonian. But if he's not wrestling, then yeah, I mean, that's Scott's Yeah, kind he's of a... been out for quite a while, and um. I would imagine I would imagine they just make sure he's right for two weeks from now. Yeah. Let me give me Ed Scott too there. Yep, one sixty five is a matchup of two um 
guys in the, in the teens, uh, Derek Fields, who's been really good this year. I only think he has, he has like just two losses. Um, I think he's a, in his third year in college, uh, sophomore. Um, and he's had a really solid season. I'll take him over Brady, but that's another toss kind of. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's see. Everybody's going to take Makai at 74. Yeah. Uh, I think think at 184, TJ Stewart's uh, promising freshman just had a win over Reese Heller. But uh, I think um, the pick right now is Fishback, who... Um, had close matches with Pinto, beat Foca, so he's he's kind of proved uh, way more proven than uh, T.J. Stewart is at this point. So I think you take Fish back. Everybody's going to take Hydley over Smith, and then uh, Treffin Kaka is within the margins, but I think you take Treffin, and so it's a fantastic duel with a lot of. A lot of matches hanging in the balance. There's not an overwhelming favorite in most bouts, and um, it's going to be great. It's it's the first big one of the weekend, 7 p.m. on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Also that night, Duke, North Carolina, Tech, or no, Virginia, uh, Cavaliers against Pittsburgh, Bucknell, Princeton. Um, An hour after... Tech and NC State starts. So we're going to have to double up, get two screens out because we have Missouri at Northern Iowa, and it's a really interesting duel um, with some high-profile matches. Uh, Anderson and Certain at twenty-five. Farber probably against. Uh, dang it, I forget who's been in place of Cade Moore. I don't think Cade Moore is going to come back yet. I mean. Uh, if you missed it, Cade Moore, the freshman starter for Missouri at 133, who had a big lead on Vito Araju, um, came down with a typical typical injury for a college wrestler. He got hit with a bong um, and had to get stitches. Those photos were crazy. <laughs> uh, so crazy. he's probably out. Uh Happel versus Edmund should be a good one. Allard, Milan, Downey. Downey Mauler is the one. You talk about a guy like um, Jackson Arrington. Let's see if he can click and, and and get to the next tier, right? Ryder Downey has wins over Chittam. He has wins over uh, Peyton Robb. Um, Mauler's kind of right in that category too. Let's see if Downey can pick up. Um, another quality win. He has a big weekend. It's a big weekend. I would say. I would say if you took out, if you took any single individual, say this weekend, this individual has the biggest opportunity across all D one wrestling. It's, uh, 
Ryder Downey because he has Interesting. Mahler on on Friday. Oh no no no, my bad. Mahler Mahler has Downey and Chittum. Mahler has Downey and Chittum, so it's a big weekend for Mahler. Um, what else is in there? Tulmako, Kekai's and Whiting, Volker, Elam, Gordon, Elam. So it's going to be a good duel at Northern Iowa one hour after the start of Tech and NC State. Um, is that right? Or is that Saturday? Oh, that's Friday. That's Friday. Yep, that's Friday. Saturday, not much going on. Cal Baptist at Utah Valley, who just got a new head coach in Adam Hall. I'm very excited about that because Adam Hall is a no-nonsense. He's going to get the job done. Uh, the only the only question about how good Adam Hall will do is is it's not a question of will he do good, it's how good because um, he's going to be he's going to run a good ship. Um, but Lehigh at Arizona State. Now, I'm, I'm kind of interested in uh, because um, Lee, uh, Arizona State has two good duels this weekend. Saturday against Lehigh. Um, Sunday against Nebraska. I'm interested if uh, Schultz will be back for those from, from Acapulco. Uh, but you can get a Figs, Richie Figs versus Stanich matchup. Vasquez versus Malik Hines. That should be a good one. Um, and then quietly, Nathan Taylor, who I really like, um, I would like to see him against Schultz. I mean, Schultz is clearly the pick, but I'd like to see the results. So that's going to be a fun one. There's some, some really, um, good individual bouts there. Arizona state right now down as a dual meet team, really good tournament team, but, um, they haven't been the best. They don't, they're not composed to be a great dual meet team this year. Sunday. We start early noon, American Columbia, Binghamton, Cornell, uh, Gardner, Webb, Appalachian State, Michigan, Central Michigan, Wisconsin, Northern Iowa, Penn State wrestles Edinburgh. What's that line going to be? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. It's bad. <laughs> the state schools, the state schools right now in PA are not doing great. I want to, I'd really like to, actually, I'm going to be honest with you. About midnight last night. I emailed I emailed Bloomsburg and I said let's talk. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear I swear on the Bible. I swear on the Bible. Last night actually I sent two emails last night to athletic departments. You wanna know who they are? Let's Bloomsburg is one. Bloomsburg's one. I said, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit. Let's talk about like getting some fun today. I can like uh I can like facilitate this. We got to get some funding there. Let's let's, you know, they have three and a half scholarships. Let's get that to seven. Uh, and I don't. Think and for those wondering where this came from, Rutgers beat Bloomsburg thirty-seven to eight. Yeah, and then yeah. that. Well, he was sitting there, and yeah, and P uh, Joe Kenya tweeted at me. I hope Bloomsburg can straighten out the thing, and I didn't respond to it because it made me angry. But what I did do was email their athletic department. So let's talk. And you know who else I emailed an athletic department? Midnight. It's probably not good to send an email at midnight because they probably think you're a nutbag. Uh, 
But anyway, that's when I work. Uh, well, it's like the pirate said this morning. Wrestling pirate said, "Do you know seven a.m. is four a.m. where Willie is?" But yeah, he's a night owl. It's when he likes doing his shows. I either yeah. have to stay up real late or Willie gets up real early to do them. It's one of the two. Yeah. But I emailed the University of Idaho. Really? That's an interesting yeah. one. I said, look, I'm a wrestling journalist. I think you could be viable. I know it's probably completely off your radar and, and, and frankly, um, not uh, something that will happen. But I'd like to at least talk about it and hear your reasons why not, you know. I doubt they'll get back to me, but whatever. All right, so back to Sunday, Edinburgh, Penn State, the potential line derailed Willie. Um, then we yeah. have Nebraska and Arizona State. <laughs> yeah, and I think, again, um, Nebraska are really solid. Uh, I mean, not solid. They're upper echelon. They're an upper echelon dual meet team, and, and Arizona State's not really built that way. Um, but there should be some competitive matches. Figueroa versus uh, Caleb Smith. Claybo versus Van D. Vasquez Hardy's a good one. Parco Lovett. I mean, Lovett's... Lovett's um, or Caleb Larkin, maybe. Lovett, Lovett and P-Rob's schedule have been, like, ridiculous. P-Rob has faced... Frannick, Levi, uh, somebody else was in there. Um, and now, whoever Michigan won, Luan, and now he goes out to Teamer, right? So P-Rob's been in the in the trenches. Love it, same thing. He's had uh, Kasich and Gomez and now Parco. Uh, 165, McLean, Antrell, and depending, you know, if Schultz, but I mean the the individual again the individual matchups here are more interesting than the dual meet result. And then that is at three that is at one p.m. at three p.m. Also at three p.m. Dang it, they're the same time. Oh, they're all at the same time. Yeah. Oh my all... god, Nebraska, Arizona State, Missouri, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Iowa are all at three. It's all three Eastern, I think, right? Yeah, it's all at three Eastern. You know, I was looking at flights the last two days. I'm really close to pulling the trigger and flying to Stillwater because that duel is going to be lit. Yeah, that duel's going to be. I want to be there. I want to be there so bad. It just doesn't make sense to spend $1,200 for a flight and two nights a hotel and be on the road and away from watching, you know, not dialed into all things wrestling to sit there for an hour and a half, two hour dual meet. But man, I want to be there in that atmosphere. It's going to be almost sold out. If not sold out. No, they announced it was sold out. It's sold out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I want to be there so bad, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. Um, but first things first, um, Missouri at Iowa State should be a great, great Big 12 finale. Uh, Tarakina got in some trouble. So I it's I doubt we see him at 125. It's going to be probably Ethan Perryman, a kid out of Temecula, California, who I really like, against Noah Certain. Um, Frost against whoever uh, Missouri sends in place of Cade Moore. So that makes the duel even 
more interesting. Well, I guess no, we wouldn't. We wanted to see Frost versus more. Uh, Echemendi Edmund. Uh, Swiderski should beat Mylan. Chitta Mahler, premier bout. DC O'Toole, best bout of, I don't know. It's certainly like the year. Uh, Gatan Mako, fun. Feldkamp Whiting, both ranked about near each other. Uh, Broderson, Elam, Elam should win that. And then undefeated versus undefeated. Younger Bastida against uh, Elam. And so, what a... Amazing duel. Ama- There's so many stories there. Who you yeah, got? Yeah, it's gonna uh, be a fun duel. Real quick, who you got? Chittum versus Mahler. Chittum. Who you got? DCO tool. Car. Is there is there any reason that we should talk about why? Like most of the time, you do these things where, um. Okay, here's the big matchup, and I'm taking this guy, and why are you taking him? And it's because he does this, and because he does that. Listen, these guys are freaking both amazing. I don't know that there's any reason there's, to say why. Yeah, well, there's two reasons for me. One is the fact that Carr is one of my guys. I'm always rooting for him. I love David Carr. He's one of my guys. On top of that, as good as O'Toole looks, Carr also beat him twice last year at both the duel and right. Big 12s. So if anybody's going to beat O'Toole this year, not if anybody, because I think there's some other guys that can give him a run. Mess and Brink looks really good. But David Carr has what it takes. He's beaten him twice last year. He certainly has what it takes. It's been proven. And I think it's going to be very hard for these guys. If either one of them wins NCAAs, they will have to wrestle the other two, if not three times. And I just yeah. think it's very hard, as we saw last year, for either guy to win all three. Yeah, uh, listen, there's nothing there's nothing to look at technically and say, well, this guy does this and this guy does that and and therefore I think this guy has the edge. They're both it's a nip and tuck battle. No, 100%, yeah. It can go either way. I think the one thing that favors DC in this particular matchup is last home duel. I think I think he wears that on his on his shoulders um i think that's a thing i think he wants to go out there and i mean now you could say well willie don't you think that uh don't you think the ncaa finals meant a lot to him too and and he lost that one well yeah but ncaa final it was an ncaa final for keegan too keegan's not a senior he's not wrestling his last match at home i think in a toss-up bout it could favor dc i'm not saying it does yeah but that's one intangible note that I got. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even know who I'm picking. I don't know if there's any sense in picking it. I'll just sit back and watch and enjoy it. Um, it's one of those great matches that they're both very likable kids. So you don't have a lot of like dislike for one or the other by the fans. It's one of those matches where fans are just going to tune in and watch great wrestling. And they've they've hit each other so much. And they're also like really classy about it. Like they're really. Yeah. And so. I think it's the one like great college rivalry that people just enjoy, right? They're not pulling real hard for either guy. Um, they just want. I'm pulling hard for Carr. Well, that's because you have an existing relationship. I'm talking about non no, I know. people that are you know not tied into either one. A person from California, Joe Schmo from New York, right? Um, I think they just this is one where there's no there's no reason to dislike 
this guy or dislike that guy. And it, they're yep, both no green. Yeah. yeah. All right. Iowa at Oklahoma State. What a fun one. Iowa at Oklahoma State. I'm telling you, every bout in this duel is at at, at stake. I mean, it, it, there's no overwhelming favorite with perhaps the, the, the exception of Fix against Teske and Schriever. Every single other match is interesting. Um, and it's such a contrast in narratives of where the programs are. It's really funny because to listen to the Iowa fans, I mean, think about this. To listen to Iowa fans, the sky is falling. And to listen to the Oklahoma State fans, we are back, baby. And yet, I was probably favored. It's so funny how how those narratives are clashing this weekend. Iowa um, has, or WrestleStat has Iowa 18-13. Yep. And it, they have, it, it, dude... I don't know. I am a WrestleStat lover. I think the overwhelming majority of wrestling fans are. Either way, if you are or you aren't, you have to check out WrestleStat's dual comparison between for this duel because there are some weird winners in there that you wouldn't think of. And also, probably like seven of the ten bouts are one point. Uh, I heard somebody – I heard Drake Ayala may still be sick and not go this weekend. He was sick for real. He's yeah, sick for Yeah, I real. heard that's uh, why he, he didn't was. wrestle last he week. He was sick for real, right? It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like he had a nagging injury. It wasn't like he was ducking. It was like, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's still sick. That's um, huge for the duel because I got Drake winning at 25. And I have Drake winning as well. Um, but if, uh, although I think this is a thing. I think oh, this it's a, is 100%. A Spratly has been really, really good. Um, and, you know, the other thing about Oklahoma State having – Oklahoma State the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years – they would start the season with a lot of talent and 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 really good on paper, and then they'd lose a lot of close ones. They just didn't kind of get it done. They just kind of didn't like. I'm not going to say they underachieved, but they didn't max. They certainly didn't max out, and there there was always like this little like ah letdown at the end of the season. This is this year has been different. Um, Spratly looks like he's wrestling his best of the whole season. Jameson looks like he's wrestling his best of the whole season. Um, even Braden Thompson, who's a true freshman, he had a not a great loss recently, but um, certainly leaps and bounds better than to start the year. Um, so it does seem like... Um, Oklahoma State is is fresh and happy. You're like there's got when the, they're winning and they're cheering. I don't know body language. Uh, they look like they're having fun, and I think they're in a really good place. Is what I'm saying. And so, um, on the road, perhaps sick, 
Drake against Spratly. I, I have Drake marked down as the winner, but I think this is a great bout. I think this is a great bout. And it's a um, huge, huge team swing it's a if huge, Drake if Drake doesn't go. If Drake doesn't go, or if Drake does go and Spratly wins, it it, it changes the whole complexion of the duel. Mm-hmm. Um and so big one to start. I got Drake. But I think Spratly can do it. One thirty-three, you take fix, no matter if it's Shriver or Teske. Yeah. Um, one forty-one, one forty-one. You know, six. Uh, well, two months ago, you say real next topic. But look, real nearly got beat by Etchemendi. It was a controversial call. Controversial no call. And Jameson beat Echemendia. I didn't really like the way Jameson did it because he was very defensive, backing up a lot. Echemendia was taking it to him. Jameson got a counter takedown. Um, that being said, they both beat Echemendia, both very closely. Real hasn't looked himself. Um, Real is the pick. But if you're telling me Jameson wins, if we're waking up, Monday morning, you told me Jamison won. It's not earth shattering at this point. Yeah, I I think Real's a little bit more of a favorite than you're you're describing, but I I yeah, do. I would be a lot more surprised than you. I think if Real Woods dropped one this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just saying the interest factors there. Right, you want to watch it because it's not like next topic. Um. Now, 149, Rachi got hurt. Rachi got hurt against Zargo. He finished the match, but um, to me, on paper, I I cannot – it doesn't really matter what Jordan Williams does. I, I always believe in his upside. I think he's going to figure it out. Um, I think he's really solid, and I don't think that – I don't think that him beating anyone really is out of – I think he could – I think he could – Swipe a win from any anyone at any time. I think he's that talented. Um, so I would consider Rachi a, a, a slight favorite, um, or maybe even a moderate favorite um, over Williams. However, two things: one, he could be dinged up; two, it might not even be him; it might be Voinovich. Voinovich going for Iowa in Oklahoma State in a close yeah. duel. Is an underwhelming or an under overlooked storyline of this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so who are you taking, Rachi or Williams or Voinovich or Williams? I, I have this marked down as Iowa three, but I think Iowa gets the win here. I think even if Voinovich goes against his old team, I don't know something I like about that. I, I think Iowa gets the three here. Okay, so I have Drake, Real, Rachi. After four bouts, I have it 3 1 Iowa. Now, 157, I'm going to tell you again. I picked Real over Jameson. I picked Drake over Spratly. I picked Rachi over Williams. And all of them have the opportunity to go Okie State's way. 
Yeah. As does as does fifty seven. If you think T Travis can't go with or snake a win against Frannick, I don't know what you're I don't know what you're looking at because Frannick wins A, T Travis has had a really, really good year. B uh, didn't he beat Brock Mahler? He beat Brock Mahler. Frannick's um, also dropped two of it his last three. And he wins by a point all the time. It's a one takedown match all the time. So if you think uh, an upset isn't out of the possibility, you're nuts. It's another match that's really intriguing. And another match that I will take. I, I'm taking Iowa in every toss-up so far. Um, or not toss-up. They're a minor favorite. And you take them because that's what the data suggests. Um, but to have them all go Iowa's way, it, it, duels just never work out that way. But right. Anyway, I got it 4-1 at the midway point. So call it 12-3 Iowa at the break. 165 Caliendo Olesnik. These guys finished NCAAs right around the same spot. Actually, Caliendo finished one spot higher, I believe. Or was it 6th and 7th or 6th and 8th? Caliendo actually finished higher than him. Olesnik opened eyes at the start of the year with a win over Dean Hamidi at the All-Star Classic. Um, he also uh, beat Julian Ramirez right after Ramirez beat David Carr. Um, I think it's a, sort of a toss-up match. Um, but because of Olesnik's win, you know, he beat Hamidi, Hamidi beat Caliendo. At this point, and at home, I think it's a toss-up match, but give me Olesnik. I'm going Caliendo. He lost to Messenbrink. He lost to Hamidi. I just don't see him losing three in a row. I know I just yeah. said with Frannick, he's lost two out of the last three, but something about Caliendo, I just think he bounces back here and gets a big W. Yeah, yeah, certainly could. Certainly could. At which, if that was the case, then you have like uh, 15-3 right now. I have 12, 12, call it 7, fix at least one bonus. Um, 12-7 going to 174. Kennedy Thompson. Um, the Kennedy's the pick on paper. I mean, Kennedy's more seasoned. Uh, Kennedy has more offense. Kennedy has better wins. He beat uh, Edmund Ruth this year, who was ranked three or four at the time. Um, and Thompson doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of offense. However, I mean, this is another one where I think that Thompson can win, but I think this, you know, the, the pick is Kennedy. Yeah. No, I'm going Kennedy too. Now, 84 is interesting because there's a lot of speculation about what they're going to do with Gabe Arnold, not just for this duel, but will they try to slip him in? Is he going to be the guy at Big Tens? I don't wholly buy it. I think I think that um, it's not a wrong play if they use, and I was cheerleading for it, right? I was saying, use Gabe at 84 this year. Use him the whole year. Use him in the postseason. And Gabe shot that down and said, I'm a 74-pounder, dog. And uh, okay. Yeah, I get that. Fair enough. That's a good plan. But what will they do here? Will they use Gabe? Will they use Gabe at 84? And if Gabe competes well and or beats plot, does that change things about what they do for the postseason? Now, I know that Gabe Arnold beat Feldkamp. I know he's undefeated. 
But I still got to go plot. He's a number I'm two going guy. Plot, no matter who they. This is where you know you kind of mentioned it. Like I can't remember what what duel we were previewing, but maybe it was the Penn State one, and you said don't put him in against Bernie. I think this for me is like Dustin Plot is not just an eighty four pounder. It's one of the best eighty four pounders in the country. And for yeah. Gabe, who's a seventy four guy. I don't see them bumping him up here and wrestling him. I mean, Dustin Plot's the number well, two guy in the country of, at 84. Part of the formula that I said don't don't wrestle against Bernie is because that duel was not going to be in reach. This this could be. Yeah, right? no, that's true. Um, I think Dustin Plot is just too good for either of them. I think he's... Yeah, I'm taking Plot. Uh, 197, as I don't think that Luke Serber gets enough credit. Um I don't think he gets enough credit at all. I'm taking and now I'm going to I'm going to sound contradictory. I am taking Glazier, but everybody is writing off Luke Serber here. Luke Serber can absolutely win this match. Well, if you look at how WrestleStat has it, even they have Serber number thirteen guy in the country, Glazier fourteen, with Glazier oh, yeah. beating him nine to four. Um, Glazier's impressed me. As well he's been as, really impressed. Yeah, he's looked so good. So I'm going Glazier. But, yeah, Cerber's right there. I mean, you know, when you have guys that are one apart in somebody's rankings, I think that says a lot. Yeah, listen, I. to me, this is a, to me, this is a toss-up. To the rest of the country, I think they're all like, yeah, Glazier's definitely winning. And and he might, but it's not a definite by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it wasn't – Cerber might have – where's my – Where's Crystal Ball? Let me see Crystal Ball. What was was Cerber not like like blood round last year? I mean, I, don't remember. I think people were like he certainly went deep. Um, so I don't know. I think people are writing off Cerber a little bit now. Bradley Hill. A lot of people are talking about. Um, Zach Glazier looks really good. He sort of came out of nowhere. Bradley Hill has not been wrestling bad at all. Uh, unfortunately for him, and uh, you know, which makes it hard to um, handicap for us, is for whatever reason, he hasn't wrestled like he hasn't wrestled a lot of the top guys. And when he did, he was well overmatched, right? Like uh or no, he, he didn't even wrestle Kirk Fleet. His record is good, but he hasn't hit anybody. No, so the it's only really guy tough to he game. hit was uh, he hit Younger Bastida earlier in the year and lost 17-6. And he hit Lucas Davison a few weeks ago and got majored 11-2. So the right. few top 10 guys he wrestled, he got majored. So we know he's not right now at the elite level, like the upper echelon level. But is... Can he go with the mid pack? I don't know that he can't. Um, and just like I said with Frannick, Doucette is having a wonderful year, a wonderful year. Um, but just like I said with Frannick, Doucette wrestles like scoreless regulation all the time. So I don't think a Hill win is out of the um, out of consideration here. Although, you know, the pick is Doucette, but this is one where I think. I would not be surprised if he'll pull it off. I'm going to set two, but can I ask you a question? You can ask me all the questions. I'm going to tweet this question out and get the fans' okay. opinion in a minute. And I want people to comment on this video and, and tweet us with your response. 
do we see bonus points in this duel? And if so, yeah. at what weight? Now, well, 133. Now, um, I'll say this. I have it 6-4 for Iowa, right? I also said that Caliendo could beat Lesnick, but I picked Lesnick. I also said Hill could beat Doucette, but I picked Doucette. This duel on paper is 6-4, but there's a lot of there's a lot more winnable matches that we gave Iowa that Okie State could win. Mm -hmm. So I have Iowa, but one flip, one flip, and Fix gets the only bonus point, and Okie State wins. I'm trying to see if there's a line out yet for this duel. Especially when, especially when Drake's status is shaky. Especially when Rachi's status is shaky, right? So this duel is fantastic. It is a if I was betting duel to end the season with. If I was betting this duel, I would not be betting it until I know if Drake is wrestling or not, because I think that is a major, major point. Well, it depends what the line is. Correct. Yeah, which Bet Online doesn't have any yet, but I'll tweet them out when they do come out. It depends what the line is. So that's the weekend. Yeah, it's a fun. This is our final weekend of dual meets, and then it's you got Pan Ams this weekend, Pan Pan Am Olympic qualifiers next weekend. Then you have um, not one but two international tournaments. Plus, you have conference championship weekend. Then you have one week off, and then you have NCAAs. Yep, it's a great time. It's a fun time. And we'll be back to recap it all the week that was uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. Yeah, so one of the two, if not both. I'm just glad my audio is okay because Sunday night, I can't even tell you. And I'm an early bird. I go to bed early. I wake up early. And I move the vast majority of my podcast up to the office because I don't interfere with the kids naps and everything else. So I came up to the office to do it. And of course, once I realized how bad the audio was, I did my best to fix it as best as I could. And it took forever. So I'm glad this one went good, but all right, we'll be back. Like subscribe, follow the, we're going to come up with an award to give ourselves for this podcast. So maybe like a brain emoji, brain emoji, but we need like, Brain emoji trophy. The the brain the brain is two first word, so we got to combine yeah. with with two emojis, so it looks like we're both equally giving ourselves the award. All right, let's do it. All right, we'll be back, and we're gonna tweet out the Willie files too. If Willie misses again. <laughs> don't don't divulge too much. The demons. Back. And the beat goes on.